Well, first and foremost, man, we want to welcome everybody to Trainer to Trainer podcast. Man, we got a huge, 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 huge special guest. Man, go ahead. I got to, you know, we got to give him the proper intro. Nashville legend, current head coach for the Tennessee State University men's basketball program, Mr. Brian Penny Collins. Welcome to the pod, coach. Yo, appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, man. Trainer to trainer podcast. It's some high-level basketball IQ trainers oh, on here. Oh, man. But it's some high-level basketball players on here, too. Them dudes can thank the game, both of these dudes. Oh, for sure. I, only, oh, only. man. I take all gas. I take all gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take now, 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 Penny, now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, now, Sean, he the, he the flowers guy. Like, he he going he gonna to pass out daisies and roses and dandelions, all kind of stuff. So, like, now, so, anyways, so what you doing to him right now, like, he – he gonna he gonna eat all that up, you know what I'm saying? So now, nah, so he yeah he gonna he gonna eat all that up. He gonna salivate on that. So, for sure, <laughs> that's what he do, boy. That's what hey, he hey, do. hey, hey, long as he don't Draymond Green, we good. Already, already, five minutes in already. Yeah, we gonna get straight to it. We're going to get straight to it. Straight to it, man. <laughs> we, we, we definitely appreciate you getting on here with us tonight. But we're going to jump right into it, man. Tell us about your basketball career before you got into coaching. Start start from high school, go to college, and you were playing as a pro. All right, quick snapshot. White Street High School, uh, great career there. Man, loved my time playing for Coach Donner. Had an opportunity to go play at Belmont for Rick Bird. Started point guard for four years, captain for two. Uh, was on the team, first ever team to win a regular season championship. First ever team to go to NIT. First ever team to go to the NCAA tournament. So it was definitely a, a, one of those situations where I was glad to be a part of the first of a lot of great things that's going on in Belmont, still going on in Belmont today. Uh, when Bill, when I got done there, had an opportunity to go to Atlanta Hawks. Got cut, got picked up in the D-League by the Bakersfield Jam, which was uh, the Kings and the Golden State Warriors affiliate at the time. And uh, we weren't getting paid like they get. Pay, they getting paid now. They getting money now. But uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I could get a two way. I wish I'd be a two way back in the day. <laughs> man, let's Ooh, get a two way. Oh, you get a two way. You get a two way now, coach. Man, you 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 all right? You know what I'm saying? You sitting on some yeah. cheese now. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. You take care of the family with a two way for sure. Um, so left there and went and played in Europe and Finland for the rest of that season, and then got right into coaching. And I'm in my 16th year of coaching now. Now, 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 you know, now, you know, now that's that's just a general, you know, what I'm saying that's just the quick little intro, you know, the quick little, you know, you know, back backdrop. But you know, I, I think you got to go in depth, man, coach. Like, just talk about, you know, your experience at Columbia State. You know, Columbia State being a a junior college program that, you know, was it was kind of just in the middle of nowhere. But you turned them, if I'm not mistaken, y'all were at one point in time number one in the country. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, correct. Say say that again. I'm sorry, ma'am. I had to put my phone on do not disturb. What'd you say? Gotcha. So I, mean, I was talking about just like from the coaching aspect, from you know, from the from the from the starts, from the from the from the journey you had. I know you at one point in time was at Columbia State, yeah. uh, junior college at Columbia, Tennessee, and went from a, a, a pretty much obsolete program to, if I'm not mistaken, y'all at one point in time was the number one junior college in the country. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't want to. I can't. I can't lie. I'm gonna keep it all the way hundred tonight. We was the highest we right. ranked. We, we were number. We finished the season ranked number three in the country. Number three. So number I, three. I didn't, get that, I, didn't, I didn't get the number one spot, but we went from like you said, not being ranked at all, finishing 
towards the end of our conference to the very next year, we were ranked number three in the country. And I had the number one Juco player in the country on my team the following year. So we, we, we definitely turned around there and went to back-to-back -to -back into uh, NJCA tournaments and had an Elite Eight and a Sweet 16 finish. And, 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 and also piggyback off of that, I think, I think one of the, the biggest things about you, Coach, I will say is that every stop that you've been on in your journey is that you have always impacted winning. You know, this is starting at Cumberland University, from Cumberland University going to – and what was your other stops, Coach, if you don't mind letting the people know? Yeah, so uh, TSU, Cumberland University, NAI, Columbia State Junior College, East Tennessee State, University, Illinois State, and then now TSU again. And, it's, and so, as, and as you see, I know at East, at East Tennessee State, I know you guys, you know, made it to the NCAA tournament, and I think this is when, uh, this is when before this is when COVID around that time was it around that time did y'all get to participate or did you get to go to the tournament and participate in the tournament uh, prior to COVID before COVID? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the NCAA tournament at East Tennessee State, and we were really good. I actually, brought one of my top players from Columbia State with me to ETSU. T.J. Cromer, we had a great um, year there, won 27 games and ended up losing to Florida in the first round. And actually, we picked to win the game. Like, everybody was expecting us to upset Florida. Um, so that was a great year. And then left and the next year, went to Illinois State. And we ended up making the championship game uh, in the Missouri Valley and lost to Loyola. That's the year Loyola went to the Final Four. Mm. So it's just like, every, like, you know, it's crazy. I never really told nobody this, but for like, Five straight season, no six. Hold on, let me see. Columbia State was two, East Tennessee State was two. So for five straight years, I competed in the championship game. Five straight. And Sean, you know, I think like, and that's one of the things. Like, I, you know, I've always, you know, I, I pretty much grew up under Penny. You know what I mean? So we both competed and played against each other in high school for one year. But I always looked up to Penny. I always admired his game. And, and like I said earlier, one of the things I've always appreciated about Penny. Is his way is is his ability to impact winning. Uh, so not only as a as a point guard, as a player, but also as a coach. And as you can see from each stop that he had in in his journey, whether it be as a player or as a coach, he always found ways to impact winning. Um, and, and, and he currently even at TSU, I know a year two or year three, I want to say, uh, you know, led you know led Tennessee State to a twenty win season. Uh, was was had the had the the, the biggest turnaround in crowd attendance. Um, in, in, the NC, in the NCAA that year at the same time. And so that's, I think, man, I think Penny, man, just has a huge profound way of not only just impacting winning, but the culture that he, that he sets and the standard that he sets um, of holding, uh, holding players and holding, you know, people in the community accountable in, in the aspect of, like, support, the whole night. It just goes into it more than, this, than X's and O's. So, um, so I think that's I think that's that's big that people need to know, man. I tell you, again, we got a we got a legend on our hands, man. So y'all, you know what I'm saying? So definitely want to just make sure we give him the proper the proper introduction on that, though, for sure. It sounds like a goat to me. That's all I'm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Sounds, sounds, sounds like a goat to me. Um, you already touched on your journey leading up to this point, but what inspired you to get into coaching? Because I know a lot of basketball players when their careers end as a player. It's always that I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I want to do. Some some want to coach, some don't. But what inspired you to get into coaching? Man, I think being a coach's son, I've been around the game my entire life. My dad was a coach. I grew up in the gym. So I just always had, like, a, a love for teaching and being around the game. And, you know, us point guards, all three of us, mm -hmm. you know, you're usually, like, the leader on the team, you know, the captain, the coach on the floor. So I always felt like it was in my blood, in my, in my DNA to coach. 
But I say around my junior year of college is when I said, okay, if I don't play pro in the NBA, like everybody thinks they go to the NBA. Like I want to go to the league. But if I don't go, I want to coach. And I want to coach college. That was – I made that decision my junior year in college. And I didn't think it would happen that fast. I thought I would play for a long time. And then whenever it was over, I would play – I mean, I would coach. Um, but that was my inspiration. And, and when I got back from – I'm going to tell you what really got me, though, is when I was in Finland – this is around the time the USA team got beat. Uh, y'all just saw the Redeem team, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my, 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 right around that time is around the time the USA is when I was overseas. Mm -hmm. And USA people over there in Europe, they were like, man, y'all ain't like that no more. And they were watching, like, Magic Johnson highlights and Larry Bar highlights. My teammates were growing up watching those highlights. And Michael Jordan, uh, Come Fly With Me video, VHS tape. That's what mm -hmm. they were watching. And the younger team, so I played in Kobo, so our younger team was like a 15 and under team. They would practice before us, and they were literally doing drills like an army, like an army sergeant drills, like taking charges and driving loose balls and fundamental sweeps and head fakes and doing – like, it was just like – I was thinking, looking at these kids like, dang, they getting taught at a young age how to do things fundamentally right, you know? So I said, when I come back from – Overseas, I'm going to take these same type, type of things I learned, and I'm going to teach them to my inner city national kids because we need this kind of teaching. And, and Jamal, that's how I started the running gun camp. Uh, mm, I, I came back and I started the running gun camp with where we had like 15 kids the first year at Watkins Park. And I just yep. took the drills that we did at Finland and from Belmont and every, everywhere I had been, and uh, we just had a camp, and then that turned into a monster. And it's still around today. <laughs> That's, man, that's dope. I said I never need. I never even knew the backstory yep. uh, behind the origination of, of running gun. And for people that don't know, so Penny, uh, Spence, and uh, and Brandon Lockridge, Coach Lock, uh, yeah, they they started the running gun was the the you know they started at, at Watkins Park right across the street from MLK, and that's the you know that's what that's what birthed one of the one of if not the best camp. Um, in, in Middle Tennessee for youth basketball players. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I never knew that backstory, though, Coach. Never knew that at all. And so I started. And at Watkins Park, we had, what, 15. The next year we come back, we get 60 kids. And the third year, we, we grew it so much. We were at A game. We had 150 kids. And it's like, I'm just – that's one of my proudest moments. I don't really talk about a lot, uh, the running gun camp. And being able to run that camp and, like, everybody, Sean, everybody came through the camp from Darius Garland to Bo Hodges to Ruth okay. to – I mean, any any kid in that era had came through that camp. Thomas, um, Kenny, Jordan Bone, all these guys that were Division One players in these in these last four or five years when they were in sixth grade all the way through uh, twelfth grade. At some point, they came to the running gun camp in that era, and now I'm like I'm not allowed to be a, uh, to be there no more, mm -hmm. even be a part of it. But they're still doing the running gun camp because me Brandon Wright started to to do it with us, and now I'm looking back. I'm looking like. Dang, some of these kids are now going, they're going to be the next generation. And they're still going to run a con camp. But it came on the heels of me playing overseas. That's where it started. That's where the, the vision came from. And it's still rolling today. I, I, that's one of my most, I can talk about championships and cutting this down and doing all this, but the running gun camp, bro, that's like one of my legacies that I don't, I don't want no credit for it, but it's one of my legacies that I give credit to myself saying like, man, this thing's still rolling. Like, I, that was my baby. Uh, we talk about relationships all the time, man. I think, like, what you're really getting to, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but, like, just the relationships that you built from that camp all those years is more important than anything. That's why the credit really doesn't matter at all. Right? Because it's just the relationships that you built 
which some of these kids have turned to grown men and become coaches on your staff. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that's awesome how it all comes full circle, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how me and Jamal always talk about giving back, giving back, because people just do so much that you don't hear about because they don't brag, boast, or talk about it. So salute to you for doing that, man. That's huge. No, that's, huge. that's huge. Appreciate that's huge. Uh, now I'm going to get a little personal. As a head coach, it's always so-called pressure that comes with it. Do you ever hear the outside noise? When I mean by outside noise is the critics. And how do you handle it? And how do you adjust to any of the pressure that you may feel as a human being, being a head coach? Well, I think I would really struggle if I wasn't a former player. You know, mm-hmm. same thing as a player. Just when you're a coach, you can't go out there and shut somebody up. Like, you know, somebody talking about you as a player, I go out there and I play harder. Or I go out there and I'm going to get in the weight room for the work in or whatever I need to do to go at this dude the next time I play him or right there in the game, I'm going to make an adjustment right there. When you're a coach, you can make adjustments, but at the end of the day, it's the players that got to go out there and get it done. So you can put all the time in that you want. But uh, I'll be lying to you if I can tell you that when people talk, you know, if, when you get to this level that I'm at, it's like, you didn't help me get here, so why am I going to let negativity take me down from where I'm at right now? <laughs> it's like, like, I can't even listen to people that may say negative things about um, – your trajectory in the business or how you've gotten there if they didn't help you get there in the first place. You know, they, they can't get rent in your they can't get rent in your mind if uh they didn't help you, you know, buy the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, it, just, it just don't do nothing for me. Now I would say this, we I hear it all and I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I and I and I'll dap you know it is crazy man. They 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 they, they tell you 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 my brother, I love you to their face and they go back to their friends and hate on you. I mean that's that's the business that we in, but I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, I, I go to work every day, you know, just like, man, you think about like Kobe, like Michael Jordan's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Like you say, I watched, I just rewatched the last dance and I watched the Redeem Team documentary twice, but them dudes, it's like real demons, real goats, real like, like just, they go at your neck. They'll take the smallest thing and turn it into something. Like you won't even, they don't even really guys. You ain't gotta really say nothing. They might, they might just be like on some like something like, man, why they ain't, why they ain't play so and so more? Oh, I heard you. I heard you said I ain't said why I ain't play so and so more. I hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we we remember we remember all that. You know what I'm saying? So, right. but 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 it's just like motivation fuel. Like it make you just go a little harder. It don't make you you know crawl under the bed. Like like I'm one of them people that looks forward to the storms. I look forward to it raining to show everybody how good I am when it rains. Cause who ain't who ain't got it rocking when things are going good? But who are mm-hmm. you when things are not going good? Mm-hmm. And I think TSU has taught me that the most. That like, you know, things get worse before they get better. It takes time for uh, for greatness to happen and, and rings. Like I looked at John Wooden, took him 16 years before he won his first national championship. Like mm-hmm. it, took, it took Coach Bird eight years before he won his get to, went to his first NCAA tournament. You know, it's just. It takes time, but in the in the in the in the that gap, but that takes from that you know when you're growing your braids and you got to go through the ugly frost days. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ugly frost days it can make it, it can make a break. Mm. Yeah, ugly frost, the ugly frost days you might cut you might cut your hair before you get to the braids. You know what I'm saying? Facts, it's real. But, but not me, not me. You know we 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 keep moving forward because you know what you're doing every day. It goes back to what you just said, Sean, about bitter relationships. Um, even when, when you recruit a kid and you don't get them, you don't hate on them or, uh, or don't talk to them no more. You keep those relationships. You, you really genuinely do that. Everybody doesn't do that, but I do. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what got me where I am today because even when we lose, we still win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're going to always keep going forward. And if you know anything about Tennessee State's program, if you just say, well, they ain't won no championships. Penny ain't won no championships over there. But look at what we're doing for the program, for the mm-hmm. city of Nashville, mm-hmm. the loyalty that we're doing, putting on our staff. We had an article came out on ESPN last year about our pro day. That's never happened in the history of our program. Mm-hmm. You know, we're moving forward. It's a beautiful thing. And championships and winning, it will come. And uh, in, the, in the matter, in the, in the uh, process of me growing my braids, we just got to be patient. <laughs> That's real. I'm, sti- I'm still in that analogy. I'm still in that. <laughs> I'm still in that. But Sean, it sounds like maybe you need to grow your head. Go get some braids, Sean. Go get some braids. <laughs> Don't get right. Don't let the waves go with the braids. Oh, man. <laughs> Says the guy that comes in with a hat every night. But yeah, oh, so absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I got no haircut. You know what I'm saying? I got to get the haircut. So, but I, I think that's the perfect uh, segue, in coaches, to talk about, um, again, again, you've always been a person that's been prideful. And I, when I say prideful, I mean prideful in a positive way. I think you've always been the one that you've been a, you've been a, a, a standard of excellence and wanting to change the narrative, right? And so I think um, it's important, man. I want to, I want people, I want you to, to just let the people know like the importance of, uh, of you being a head coach at the HBCU. But more importantly, uh, the history that goes into being at HBCU and a lot of history that a lot of people don't know. Prime example for Tennessee State University. Um, kind of just going to the depths of how important it is uh, for you as a head coach to not only be informative to the people, but also to these up, up and coming recruits and, and how does that, um, how does that, how does that like tailor into your approach when recruiting these young student athletes? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is education and knowing that your dreams can come true no matter where you go, you know, being a head coach of HBCU is my duty to make sure that I'm educating the kids and letting them understand like, Hey man, we've done it before. Don't get this twisted. Let's 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 go back into the time on why we got to where we are today. And um, back in the first team to ever win three straight national championships was Tennessee State, 57, mm-hmm. 58, 59. But nobody wrote about it until UCLA did it with uh, Lou Alcindor, who was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But Tennessee State was the first. Y'all know mm-hmm. the, the, the history of basketball, who invented the game? John Wooden. Y'all know who John Wooden's apprentice was, who learned and studied the game under John Wooden? His name was John McClendon, African-American man, who went on to coach that North Carolina School of the Negroes and took them to, 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 to national championships. He left the National School of the Negroes and came and worked at Tennessee State, which was called Tennessee A&I. And he was the inventor of fast break basketball. So anytime you see a fast break, it came from Tennessee State, John McClendon. The head wow. coach from Tennessee State invented the game. And in those times, in the 60s, man, Tennessee State had four and five guys getting drafted to the NBA off one team. We're talking four or five guys off one team coming from Tennessee State. Who does that sound like in 2020? It sounds like Kentucky to me. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to the movie Glory Road, who we all love and watch, that movie, the University of Kentucky didn't have one African-American player on their team. Mm-hmm. They got beat by a team full of African-American players. So as time goes on, the team, the people with the most money are going to go out and get the best players. And HBCUs don't have the type of resources that some of the Power 5 programs do. So naturally, TV goes to them where the money is, notoriety and resources go to where the money is. So where, where's, what's going to follow? The athletes, the top athletes, the same athletes that weren't 
going to those schools in the 50s and the 60s. And there is nothing wrong with those athletes going to those schools. So don't get this twisted at all. It's perfectly fine if you want to go to the University of Kentucky or Power Five schools and be the same that's, that's going on now. That's fine. You just need to know and be educated to understand that you can come to Tennessee State and your dreams can come true as well because it has happened before. Yeah. You know, and we need to, it's not that we got to blaze a new trail. It's, it's re-blazing a trail that was already been blazed, bringing it back. And we're going to continue to go after the top athletes. I'm not going to die and lose my resources and lose my budget going after a five-star kid. But if I got a relationship with a five-star kid and he's interested, I want him to come play for me and bring back the tradition that was once here. But there's no knock if you want to go to a power five. You just need to understand that you can come here and your dreams can come true as well. I mean, perfect example is John Morant. He's the, one of the top point guards in the NBA. He's making over $200 million. And he played in the same conference right here. So don't tell me that, oh, I can't go there. They ain't on TV enough. Well, they don't got it. We got the same resources, the same thing. We got two basketball goals and a basketball. Your <laughs> job is to put it in the hole and go on somebody. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, the NBA scouts going to be there, which segues away to what happened today, Jamal. We had six NBA teams watching us practice today. That, don't, that hasn't happened here. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but our staff put – something in place to give these student athletes a unique experience to yeah. practice and play in front of the NBA scouts but the same way you would get the same love if you were at a power five school. Now, if we got more five-star athletes, we have 30 teams at the next NBA pro day. It's really that simple. But if you got a coach with a vision, a coach that understands the game, um, I ran the same plays at Columbia State when we won nine games as I did when we, won, when we were number three in the country. It was the same plays and the same drill, Sean. But the difference was I had the number one Juco player in the country. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, look at Steve Kerr. I love Steve Kerr. I love their system. But they finished last place to get James Wiseman, you know. And yeah. you think he finished last place on purpose? No. Nah, it was because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and them didn't play. Yeah. Well, when they came back, what did they do? They won a championship. So, uh, I mean, it's good coaches and bad coaches, average coaches. But I consider myself an elite coach and an elite recruiter and an elite person. I check all three boxes. Now all we got to do as a fan base is get behind what our staff is doing and get some student athletes in here, continue, because we already getting them. We got Marcus Fitzgerald, Junior Clay, and Justin Williams, and Christian Brown on our roster, and a bunch of other great players. But we got to continue to get them. And if we continue to get them, why can't we do what Wichita State did and go to the Final Four? What Wichita State can do it. Why can't Tennessee State do it? You know, mm -hmm. and that's just my mindset, bro. Like, my goal is to get this program to a level where we can compete and be notarized around the country. And they're going to have to put me in the coffin to get me to, before we try to do it. They're going to have to just make me not do it. But we're going to try every year, every year. And uh, that's why I like getting on platforms like this and being able to tell the people how it's possible. But it's just going to take some people that's going to go against the grain and get back to doing what we already used to do. And and man, I think man, you I think man, Penny, man, you just being able to share that is so important. And I and to try to follow up with that, um, I know me and Sean had talked about this before, but just in regards when you talk about recruits, right? And I know at one point in time, you know, the the HBCU wave was was super hot, right? It was it, it caught a lot of steam, it caught a lot of fire, um, and became really trendy. You just you like you said, you really started to see a lot of five star, four star kids that really, you know, took heed and started to really pay attention to HBCUs. But I was just telling Sean, I was giving my personal opinion of, on it. I think it's an aspect, like, what I didn't, you know, and again, I may be wrong in saying this, but what I didn't like about it is some degree was, like, some 
you had some players that, you know, they were just putting HBCUs on their list just to put them on their list, but not really giving them a, a truly legit opportunity, giving them a true legit, uh, you know, chance to really, you know, experience it and, and really like take you guys serious. You know I mean? I think that's very important because again, you guys, I feel like, you know, coaches such as yourself, elite level, high level coaches that are at these institutions, I think, understanding the importance of the time, the effort, the energy that goes into what you guys do on a day in and day out. Um, and it's not kind of being strung along, but, you know, that's why I really feel like, you know, these student athletes, like if you're really going to heavily consider an HBCU, like take them, you know, take Tennessee State just as serious as you would take Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, mm -hmm. Kansas. Mm -hmm. I really feel that way because I just – I just don't want – I don't want student athletes just to say, okay, I got I got Tennessee State on my Final Four. I just want to show Penny some love. I'm not really going to go there, but I'm just going to show him some love just off, off GP. Um, if you if you want to elaborate on that, kind of talk about that a little bit, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. But I just thought it was important, you know, because, again, you know, me and Sean had a discussion. And, and again, I – you know, I mean, I mean, you know, again, we're big supporters. We're big believers in you and what you're about. And I really feel like, and again, like whether you get those five stars or not, like you're going, you're going to continue to do a great job, in which is what you've been doing. You're, you're going to win with what you have because you you do a great job of, of recruiting great kids and great quality character kids that fits what you want and fits what fits you know what was going to make your team and make your program successful. But again, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It, it does it does change the barrier if you're able to get a. A five-star kid is going to bring more attention. It's going to bring, like you said, that'll bring more scouts. It'll bring more money, a whole thing to that degree. But if you want to kind of touch on that in regards to, like, if you had a recruit sitting, like, that's on live right now that, that's at that level, what's one thing that you would want to tell them, like, in regards to, listen, if you're going to take it serious, take it serious. But if you don't take it serious, that's fine, too, like you said earlier. But, you know, I just didn't I, – I just don't want a, a kid to look at you guys and say, well, you know, I really rock with Penny, but – you know, I'm I'm really not really – I really don't like the school. I'm really not cool with the school, which is fine, but I'm just going to throw them on my list as, as as a top four, as my top five school. I put them in my final two or three just to show him love. Do you think that's something that benefits you or you think that's something that kind of – like what are your thoughts on that? That's a good question. Um, there's a lot of ways to look at it. The, the first way is, is that if you – if I, I – I've never went into a situation thinking or knowing that that was going on, so I – I would put that out there first. Second of all, um, in the beginning, I think it's good PR regardless. You know, if if a kid is putting us in this top five, top two, taking a visit, taking pictures in our jerseys and putting us out there, it's great. But if, if it happens six times in a row and it's like, all right, nah, nah. <laughs> like, we're wasting our time and our money with you. What's up? Like, I just like to see as we get into year four and five, since the George Floyd thing happened, some of those kids that are visiting HBCUs and they don't go, are they going to still produce and go be pros from the Power 5 school that they chose? I hope they do. Right. But are they having fun? Are they smiling? Are they happy with their decision? You don't really know until your career is over with if you're happy with the decision that you made. And you look back on it and say, man, I could have just went to TSU and done the same thing. Or, you know, you don't know yet. But I think the one narrative that kills me all the time that when they say, like, well, look at the one dude that did it. Maker Maker went to Howard. He only played, like, three games. And he didn't even play. He didn't even go to the league. If he went to – Somewhere else, he would have made it. Well, first of all, he did it in a COVID year. That's number one. Number two, he got hurt. But let's talk about this for a second. The, we talk about one person who did it. 
Well, you know how many people I can name went to Power Five schools that didn't make it? Mm-hmm. Million. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can throw the same thing back on that. So, you know, you gotta you gotta give it a real chance. And it, it can't sometimes it just can't be one person. It, it needs to be a group of kids that decide to do it. You know. Right. Uh I, I think about we talked about Glory Glory Roll earlier. That was a key moment in history. You, talk about uh UNLV. You remember UNLV's team. Mm-hmm. You remember the yeah. Fat Five. Fat Five, yeah. Louisville won it won it a few years ago, but you don't really remember the Louisville team that won it or the Villanova mm-hmm. teams that won it. They weren't no groundbreaking nothing. But you remember the one and done crew with John Wall and them and Boogie Cousins. Like you remember that era. Mm-hmm. What's the next era gonna be that you're gonna remember? <clears throat> What's the next like groundbreaking, like, man, y'all remember when in it when it's gonna be? I think it would be dope to see. And if it's Tennessee State, great. If it's Norfolk State or somebody else, so great. I'd like to see some kids say, hey man. Let's all go here and try to change this thing. Get to the Sweet 16. You ain't got to get to the Sweet 16. You can just go and make make it a time that people will never forget. That's what's time. That's what needs to happen. Mm. Who wants to make history? Who wants to do something different? You want to be the 500th person to do something, or be the first group to do something? I want to be. I want to be remembered like the Fab Five. Mm. I want to be remembered like the movie Glory Roll. Want somebody make a movie about my move that mm. I decided to make. And so, we're, we're, we want to give kids that opportunity. We got kids. We got we got the space. We got people to support us. We got Rob Covington, who's who's extremely successful. We got people from this league that are extremely successful. It can be done. We got the staff and the leadership on campus to get it done. We got the city of Nashville, which is the most progressive city in the country. And I'm I'm talking right now, Jamal. Is if somebody's really truly listening to me right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Look, look me and Sean, we're ready to sign. We're ready to commit right now. We're ready to sign. No right doubt. Now. Absolutely. Because, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Like, who wants to do something different? Okay. Hey, great. You're going to Illinois. <laughs> Good job, man. You, go kill it there, buddy. Proud of you. But why not try to do something different? Grab the five star dude on your team too. Bring him. Bring the two-star, two-guard on the on the on team, I don't know, Nike that you played against last week, who's a bad boy too. All three of y'all come together. ESPN, you will be on the cover of Slam magazine, all three of y'all, the Tennessee State jersey in the rim. Facts. Mm. Facts. Big facts. Big Let's facts. Let's do it. What are we waiting facts. on? Big how facts. do we change how do we change our culture to be more what's the word? Um not not scared understanding of the history of HBCUs and what it means to our culture. Because I didn't grasp it until I had already got out of college to understand, man, you really should have looked at HBCU that was talking to you because of this, 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 and this. Well, you know, <clears throat> Coach K is a genius, man. I don't know if y'all study the greats, but I study him. And what he did with the Redeem team was he grabbed their hearts. He grabbed their hardcores by bringing in veterans who were in the war and bringing in guest speakers and letting them hear Marvin Gaye and making them understand the struggle of not only America, but African-Americans as well. Like, under, and then you, he had, you, could, you couldn't just have any group in there neither now. You've got to have um, a um, polished group of individuals like LeBron and D-Wade. And Co- you got to have some serious dudes in there. And when you decide to give them those stories, they, it tugs at their heart, Sean. Well, for this to happen, we have to have a group of kids that we can tug at their hearts and give them the stories of riding in the back of buses and not being able to sleep in the hotel with your teammates. And Mm -hmm. Dick Barnett told me when they was in the NBA 
they had to sleep at black households because they weren't allowed to sleep in the same hotel. They had to pee outside on bus trips. When the food was delivered to Jerry West, uh, when they went and ate on road trips, they had to get their food from the back, out the back kitchen, out the back door. They weren't allowed to sit in there with other with their team. These are stories that if you're a polished young man and understand the culture, it tugs at your heart and makes you say, I wouldn't mind trying to do it at HBCU. But it's not nothing wrong with you going to Alabama, son, or any, you know, Ole Miss. It ain't nothing wrong with that. But these are the stories that our ancestors and people that before us have been through and why it became such a serious topic after the George Floyd murder. You know, and when you're able to tell them, in the same way Coach K had American veterans and all of that, we got to be able to bring in those stories to kids that care and tell them. And it, it, when it pulls at their heart, it makes them say, you know what? Let's do something different. You know what I'm saying? I, that's my opinion. I, I think you got to have a story. It's got to be heartfelt. It's got to be understanding. And then you got to have people with resources come in here and make sure that those athletes that are deciding to go to these schools, mm -hmm. make sure they're comfortable. Right. You know, Oprah, Diddy, and Kanye, and Jay-Z, <laughs> these guys got billionaires. They're billionaires. They can stroke a check. They can make sure this pro uh, programs take off. You know, and that's, and I'm not trying to preach, but that's just what it's going to take. It's going to take a village for it, to, mm. for it to happen and for it to be a successful movement. Mm. And it's phenomenal. It's big time, man. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were so adamant about getting you on here, Penny, was be so to be able to tell this part, the deep-rooted, you know, history and the passion that comes from you. But more importantly, like, just understanding the history of HBCUs and, and, and the importance like that a lot of people, a lot of stuff that people don't know, they don't get to hear the stuff that you're sharing right now. You know what I mean? And so I think it's so important for not just only, you know, the community, but even like the, the basketball community, even here as a whole, like myself and Sean, and the Marcuses of the world, the Spencers of the world, like being able to even echo those same sentiments to, to when we have those type of kids under our tutelage that we're training and things to that degree. So, like, because I think that's, that's so important, man. And so for what you're, what you're giving, man, is just straight, man, straight gym, straight, man, just straight knowledge, man. And that's, I think that's super dope. And uh, last question, man, before we get into our pick, our pick and pop segment, man. So I know you already mentioned about the pro day. Um, again, a little backdrop on that. You know, Penny um, is the first coach to ever have a pro day at Tennessee State University's basketball history. Um, and again, just giving uh, these kids opportunity and platform and making them feel and making them know that, listen, we're going to operate the same way as a, as a, as a blue blood. We're going to operate this whole situation as if we're at Kentucky, as if we're at Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. And I think it's super dope. And they had a, a great pro day today. I had the opportunity to go and check it out. I also checked it out last year. Energy was fantastic. Um, execution of it was flawless, man. I mean, Penny and his staff did a, a tremendous job, man. Just talk about, you know, the experience of, of the pro day, like what, what motivated you, what, what pushed you to do it, um, and then also, you know, how you felt about the pro day today. 
Well, you know, currently we're, we're, we're not at the level of a power five school. We all know that, right? Our, our, our gym might not be new. We don't have a practice facility yet. We don't, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't have, but we got this have not mentality that our team is incorporated in. And we just, we fall in love with what we got. Now we worry about what we have, not what we don't have. You know what I'm saying? So the pro day aspect was us showing our team that, hey man, we're trying, man. We trying to give y'all the best experience that we can give y'all here at Tennessee State. And last year, I literally like went to Vegas during NBA Summer League and tried to get every NBA team a contact on every NBA team. And I was able to come back to Nashville with all 30 team contact. And I kept relationships with them and texted them and checked on them and invited them to a pro day. And 15 of the teams came. So that let me know, like, right there, like, if you just put the work in, they'll come. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get out there and do it yourself and promote yourself and go above and beyond what's asked for you. But it's not for me. You know, I'm not trying – I'm not going to play in the NBA. I'm trying to give my students, my players, an uh, experience they will receive if they was to go to a power five. And we were able to do it again this year. Uh, we had we, – we, had, we had six teams. We only had six teams there today. But, hey, six is better than none. And if you got one, if you got one NBA team in there, that's 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 enough to spark some interest. And our guys, man, they were just lit up today. Our eyes were like this. They were excited about the experience. And man, back to what you said earlier, Sean, relationships. We want to create memories that they'll never forget. You know, we won championships. I won championships, but my best memory is the running gun camp. We, I won championships, but my best memory is seeing the faces on people. You know, when you're in the locker room having a good time after the game, you know, so to see them today and be smiling and shooting, making dunk, dunking and just be high-fiving each other and having that experience, that's a championship to me. That's a win for us. And the more we continue to do this, the more we'll get, you know, continue to get great players and, and they'll have experience and they'll share those experiences and they'll want to give back to Tennessee State when they become pros and not just pros, but pros in their whatever field they decide to get their degree in. There it is. Sean, so got anything? You got anything to comment on it? On it? Uh, um, I just want to see the culture shift. That's all. That's my biggest thing, man. Like I tell everybody when they talk about HBCUs and Power Five, me and Jamal talked about before on the podcast. I just want to see the culture shift for us to worry about us more. That's just my, my personal opinion about the whole situation. There's nothing wrong, like you said, going to the bigger Power Five schools, but I want to see more situations like what Dion has at Jackson State going on. I want to see more stuff like that. I hated what happened this past weekend, though, with Eddie Robinson Jr. coming for him like that. I hated that. But I want to see more situations like that, man. It's good for us. It's good for us more than anything. You know what, though, Sean? Everybody making a big deal out of it. It ain't no different than Jimbo coming for Saban. <laughs> why is it? Why is it? Because they going at each other. It's like, uh-oh, look, it's an issue in HBCU world. It's issues everywhere. I mean, we competing. You know what I mean? They want to shake his hand. Hey, it'd be like that. Hey, he came to his senses. He wanted to apologize the next day. That's on him. But, hey, we competing. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. But yeah, I agree with you, though, man. Like, you want to make sure that there ain't no black eyes. But it's going to be it's gonna be some situations where it's going to get a little mucky. And that's cool. That's, what, that's part of it. No question. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. All right, Coach, man, we're going to finish it off real quick, man. We got a little segment we do. Uh, it's called Pick and Pop. All right, so pretty much, man, we're going to give you a little either or. You know what I mean? So the one that you pick, we're going to give you two options. Uh, one you pick, you know, you cool. Whichever one you want to pick, cool. Which one you want to pop, you're going to get rid of it. All right, so first one, you know, again, man, you know, you, I know you by way of Memphis, but, 
You know, six one five. We gonna claim you. You know, from the, from the city of Nashville. Wait, 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 wait. You're from Memphis. I was born in Memphis. I moved to Nashville when you I was eleven. You, you can't claim Jamal. Sorry, we're not, they go. They go no. into my debate again. You can't. Nah, claim nah, him. we're not gonna do that. <laughs> you can't claim him. He's a hey, Memphis guy. He's from he Nashville. He grew up in. That explains it. That explains why he's better than you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, okay, okay. Man, we're gonna save all that. We're gonna save all that. All right, so first, first, so first, first one, coach. All right, here we go. You know, for the for the city right here. Pick a pop. Sweat or Lucy's. Which one you picking? Which one you popping? Ah, put that pressure on you, coach. That's tough. You put that pressure on you, coach. You know, you know, let's see my boy. That's my boy. And I, I got. I'm loyal. I'm loyal, and I'm I'm, I'm cool with the sweats. But I'm gonna pick Lil C's because that's fan. Like he, that's my I know. I know him. Mm. We worked with Brax. Braxton came to the running gun camp. That's love. Yep. Yep. True. 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 So we're gonna rock with Lil C's, and I'm gonna. I ain't gonna pop sweats. So I'm just gonna pick uh, Lil C's. We'll make an exception for that. We'll make an exception. Hey, because we we, so. we hit sweats. We hit sweats every Sunday, every other Sunday. So it's right. It's right the street. You gotta hit. You gotta rock with sweats too. That's real. That's real. That's it. I like that. I like that, coach. I like that. So we're gonna keep. We're gonna ask. We're gonna. You know, first time ever. We're gonna pick both. We're gonna pick Lil C's and we're gonna pick sweats. All right. We're gonna, yes. gonna roll. Yes. All right, All right. Second one, coach. Second one. So. All right, big game, OVC championship. This is the goal, dancing. Fourth quarter, 10 seconds on the clock. You down two. Okay. You taking the OT or you going for the win? Mm. Mm. All right, well, first of all, there ain't this. I can't answer this question yet because there's no four quarters in college basketball. <laughs> oh, this, okay, my bad. Shoot, very true. Second half. Okay, second all right, half. second half. All right, where, where we at? We in the tournament? Oh yeah, this is a conference championship tournament. Conference championship. So tournament. we in a neutral site. Neutral mm -hmm. site. This is to go to the. This is a, to go to the dance. We down. Ten, we down two points. It's ten seconds left on the clock. You going for overtime or you going for the win to go dance? Man, I'm on them components that you gotta. You gotta go. You gotta go to the rim. You can't. You can't fall in love with no mm -hmm. jump shot. You know, I'm, we on. We on drive and try to get five, but we get an and one. But uh, depending on how them referees been calling the game, you might shoot that tray ball to go for the dub. <laughs> <It's kind of> <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's get up out of there. And there's a lot, there's a lot of factors to go in that decision. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. We got to see if Marcus, if Marcus is on that night. We gonna, we might have to go for the tray ball. You know what I mean? Go for that Tracy. Yeah, we might go for that Tracy. <laughs> All right. The next one, uh, we're going to talk about your sideline wear. Would you rather have on sneakers, a fresh pair of J's, or designers. Oof. Now, 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 real quick. Now, 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 Coach. Now, I, I got to say this. Coach Penny is by far the freshest coach, freshest head coach on the sideline. That coach gonna come with that heat. He got the Balenciagas. He gonna have a. He gonna have a. He gonna have a off white song. Like whatever, whatever, whatever you want. That's what Coach Penny gonna have on. So, Coach, right? We gotta hear it though. We gotta pick one now. We can't. You know, say you gonna do the designers. You gonna do the sneakers. What we doing, Coach? I'm going fresh pair of airs, dog. You can't go wrong. Ooh, yes, sir. Ooh. I like that coach. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that coach. That's a good one. That's a good one right there, coach. All right, that's a, I like that one. I like that one. All right, we got two more for you, coach. We got two more. All right. All right, now, again, I'm, we're going to go back to your playing days. Now, you know, you you're PG, you know what I'm saying? I tell you what, 6'5", coach, 6'4", 6'5"? Yep, yep. Six five, six six five in your heyday. We talking about white. We talking about white street penny. You know what I'm saying with the headband. 
going crazy. <laughs> All right, Coach. Now, which one we doing? We ISO Island or we ball screen maestro? Which one we doing, Coach? We, 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 we picking a pop. Which one we doing? Man, ball screen. I mean, I mean ISO. I don't need no ISO ball all screen. day. Ooh. ISO no balls. You need no ISO. ball screen. Okay. You don't beep, need no beep, ball beep, 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 beep. And then I'm getting. I'm 6'5", so I'm getting to that bank shot, or I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that mid range. It's, it's over with ball game. Okay. So so we get so so they getting so they on the island. You so yep. now, now okay. Follow up now. What's your go to move? What you hitting them with, Coach? What we hitting them with now? What's your go to go to move? Half spin. <sighs> Make them think I'm relaxing. The Smitty. Right back to my left. And then it's and then I'm gonna either two things gonna happen. I'm either gonna get fouled, get the and one, or midi ball game. Ball game. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. You ain't dunking, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't flushing nobody. Oh, oh, oh. If the lane is clear, it's, it's, it's dunk season. Or if it's you know, even if it's a seven footer down there, they've been known to get poked on. That's Belmont P. White Street P wasn't gonna poke on a seven footer. Belmont P. He oh, don't know somebody. Word. Yeah. That, 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 Sean, that, that Sean, would you be the one to take a charge? You taking the charge, Sean? <laughs> no. I got to run that 17 the next day. I'm not taking that charge. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to keep it a buck. I'm not taking that charge. <laughs> it wasn't in my contract. I'm not taking no charge. I feel, and listen, one thing, we ain't taking no charge, man. Trainer to trainer, we don't take no charge, though. Here, no, we don't take no charge. The kids take charges, you know, for coaches, they're impressed by you taking charge, putting your body on the line. Hey, hey, you slide over, take a charge. I'm just going gonna, gonna to find the man you came off of. We're going to find him. He's going to knock it down. Yeah, so there you go. There it is. There it is. All right, last one, Coach. I think we I think we all know the answer to this, but, you know, we just had to throw it in the pick and pop segment. We going to check up or we going to check ball? Check ball. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, you already know what time oh. it is. Check ball season all day, oh, every man. day. Man, check ball season, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Man, Coach, uh, Sean, you got any, any last remarks for Coach Fubi before we take off, man? And we are very grateful that you came on with some bum trainers like us. We really appreciate Absolutely. it. Very really good. do, man. Yeah, definitely. I don't right. think you understand how big this is for us. Because when he said it last night, I said, if you get pinned, oh, <laughs> oh, he was going crazy. He's going crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. I learned a lot tonight. I did not know half the history you spit it out by HBCUs, and I learned a lot. Yeah. So it was it was very, very informative to me, man. I really appreciate you coming on here with us, for real. Man, man, I appreciate y'all, man. First of all, you're definitely not bum trainers. Y'all is the best to do it, not, not in Tennessee, in the country. Y'all, y'all boys are doing an unbelievable job. Keep doing what y'all doing. Anytime you need me to come back on, just you should say the word. I'll be here, dog. Man, we appreciate you, Coach. Man, and also too, man, for everybody out there, man, make sure y'all go support the TSU men's basketball team. They go, man, they got a great team. They're gonna be exciting. They're gonna be fun. Uh, Coach, make sure, man, let the people know, man, can't, if they want to keep up with the team, for people that are not, not in the Nashville area, how can they follow, follow you on Instagram, Twitter? Just give everybody your info. Yeah, all right, uh, Instagram and Twitter is Coach Penny one Follow me. Follow me right now. As soon as, as, soon as we're done, Coach Penny one um, And then November 7th is our first game. Now, let me tell you something about sure. our schedule. It's the first time in TSU history as well. We got 17 home games. Ever, ever. That's tough. You know, the, um, and two years ago, the most we tied for the most wins in, in Gentry Center, which was 11. 
we tied that record. So this year we got 17 home games. So hopefully we can go break that record. That's that's yeah, yeah. that's the prayer. Now we're speaking. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna speak into existence. You will. Amen. Amen. Will. But Absolutely. even better than that, our first three games of the season are at home. November 7th against Fisk. Mm. November 12th against South Carolina State. Mm -hmm. November 14th against Alabama A&M. We got three straight home games, and our students are going to be here. It's going to be an electric atmosphere for all three. Man. So if you got some free time, you definitely want to try to come check out one, if not all three of those first three games of the season to see the Tigers um, get this get this year rolling, man. And, I, I, man, I really, really – if y'all wanted to do anything for me, and I never asked for nothing but to come watch us play and mm. cheer – Okay, come to our games and cheer. Oh, look, my mama just brought up something good. I saw that mama. Damn, okay. Mama College, shout out to Mama College. Yes, sir. Go ahead, go ahead, talk to me. Hey, look, I Let's forgot all about right. that, mama. You're right. October 27th, you want to have a chance to come see our team practice? October 27th, we're doing an event called Penny and Practice. It's a free, I mean, it's not free. It's $25 to get in, but you get to eat a good meal. You get drinks. You get an opportunity to buy jerseys, uh, auction items, TSU paraphernalia, October 27th. The link is on my site. Come here. No, he want to be get his two cents in. The link is on my site. So make sure y'all go uh, come see us for Penny and practice October 27th. Then our first game of the season is November 7th. Jamal, oh, we, we need to be there and do an episode there that day. Jamal, we should just oh, yeah, go to the episode. We should just go to the podcast. We're going to go live. We, we full, we're in full support. Come on up. Come on up. You know I'm going to take care of y'all. Yeah, we coming up, man. And also, too, I know it's it's, it's going to be a little bit down the line in the summertime. But listen, I know he had his first annual Deserve to Win charity event. And I'm going to tell y'all this. It felt like homecoming. It was like it's homecoming for summertime. It was a fantastic mm. event. Mm. Had a man had a great auction at the Hutton Hotel. Came back Saturday. Had the big celebrity game. So also y'all be on the lookout for that as well. As we get closer to that date and time, we'll make sure we get Penny back on to, to promote that man again. I think it's very important, man, that we support our own. We support people that that's that's that's, that's been groomed, that's been groomed and raised here. And more importantly, man, I think Penny man has been so so adamant about being giving back to this community, man, ever since he's been here. And uh, and he's the guy, man, that he really bleeds TSU. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, let's, let's make sure everybody go support. Remember the dates, October 27th, 27th, Penny in practice. November 7th, first home game. We got three straight home games. We plan on getting a 20-plus win season, going to the OVC tournament, winning the OVC tournament. We're going to go dancing this year. But y'all make sure y'all support Season tickets. I don't know if they can get season tickets. I don't know if they're still on sale. Buy your tickets. If you can't get season tickets, just pull up to the game anyway. Just pull yeah. up. Make sure we pull up. We support. But now, Penny, more importantly, man, we really, man, we really yeah. grateful. We blessed and yeah. fortunate to have you, man. Man, you're fantastic, man. We really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you again, man, for joining the Training Trainer Podcast, man. For sure. We salute you, man. We behind you. Yes, man. man. Appreciate it. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Y'all stay in touch, all right? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll do, bro. All right. One. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Hey man, fantastic episode, man. Major. Another another fantastic major. episode, man. Just major. Major. Starting starting off with Spence, then we coming back with Coach P, man. Again, oh. everybody, man. I tell you, man. Just I think Sean, like you said, man. Just the the, the history, 
Man. History that he was, man, he was sharing and spitting, bro. Like, a lot of stuff that I would have no idea, you had no idea about, man. I think it's important for people to know that, man. But, hey, man, that was by far fantastic, bro. Yeah. Good thoughts. Hey, hey, hey. Those people tomorrow got a lot of a lot of big shoes to fill tomorrow. Oh, man. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> they got Hey, listen. Penny a tough act. That's a tough act to follow. That is a tough act to follow. Oh, hold on. Matter of fact, man. hey man, you know we got you know how we gotta get down, man. You know we gotta get one of these to Penny, man. <laughs> this guy. Penny was fired. Yeah. Penny was, was fire tonight. Yeah, fire tonight, man. I know that was but that was dope, man. I think that was that was dope, man. Very informative. And and again, I think you see why Penny is is considered one of the best and the most elite coaches out here in the country, man. And, and again, man, I, I man, listen, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a student athlete. I'm really gonna take it serious, man. If that man sits in my he sits in my living room with my parents, I'm gonna really take that man serious. I'm gonna take his program serious. And again, and I gotta also shout out the staff. He's got a fantastic staff. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you this, a staff that can really hoop. A staff mm -hmm. that's why I can really make it, man. We'll cook, we'll cook some of y'all boys too, man. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be real. You know what I'm saying? But man, I think now Penny was fantastic, man. I think he just embodies. Don DeMarco, DeMarco. <laughs> he <laughs> they don't, was, man. They don't he know about that Don DeMarco. But nah, man, he embodies, he embodies everything that 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 represents, man, wanting to be at an HBCU. My boy Jay Bone, Josh Bone, man, shout out to you. He's also part of that staff, man. Yeah, Congratulations man. on Josh Bone being named as an assistant coach for the Did staff. You, you know what I'm saying? Got that promotion. You know what I mean? Lock over there now too, ain't he? I'll say it again. B Lock over there too, right? Man, B Lock, man, B Lock back in the in the fold. You know what I'm saying? Coach yeah. Nichols, Coach Rush. Yeah. I tell you, got one of the best staffs in the country, man. So, man, y'all make sure, my good people, let's make sure, man, y'all support our local team, man. Support Tennessee State, man. Support the culture, man. It's very, very important. I tell you what, Trainer the Trainer podcast will be in the building. We've been full support at Tennessee State University basketball. They, we got, man, we are co-signing. On that for sure. Yes, most definitely. October twenty seventh. We got to be there in the building. Absolutely. Live. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's and it's unfortunate that you went to Bethel University, Sean, and you did to you. But it's okay. We'll we'll wow. we'll let you we'll let you in as a we'll let you in as an honorary member. Now I'm not, I, I will say this: you're hey. not gonna you can't officially be a part of the TSU bandwagon wave until you experience uh, our homecoming. I don't I don't think you never got to experience our homecoming. So until you experience the TSU homecoming, then we'll make you an official honorary member. You see what I'm saying? Is that would that be fair? I support Tennessee State University, but y'all off the lane. Okay, moving along. Let's keep it moving. 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 You lost the lane. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's a damn shame. <laughs> Kick a man while but but we but we want our homecoming game. We want our homecoming game by a large margin. So don't yeah, so we redeemed ourselves okay. and homecoming was lit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's cool. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll let, you know, I get I guess okay. if we play Bethel, we'll beat y'all by whatever. We didn't lose the lane. <laughs> not not when I was there, we didn't lose the lane. <laughs> I was we played lane when I was there. We didn't lose the lane. I'm just saying. I know that. We didn't lose the lane. You can say whatever you want to be about homecoming and Bethel and all this mess, but we didn't lose the lane. Y'all didn't lose the lane. I give you that. But, Penny, hey, hey, thank you, Ryan. Penny ain't losing them. Matter of fact, we're going to pin that. We're going to pin that right there. Penny, 
Our basketball team, we're not losing the lane. We're not losing the fist. We ain't losing nah, nah, nah. We're gonna handle our business for sure. No, but any 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 before we get take out, man, any any last words for the good people? As I always say, man, stay prayed up. Ryan, K Moss. Hope y'all got it together. That's all I'm saying. I hope, I hope y'all got, got it together. I'm telling you, man, because Penny's a hard act to follow. But I'm gonna say this, man. Um, we got we got two. We got a special treat for y'all. We got two special guests. For tomorrow, goats. Goats. This is two goats now, two goats. So y'all be on the lookout. Y'all stay tuned. We got two. We got two big time guests coming on tomorrow, man. Again, we want to thank Penny uh, for his time. We want to thank Penny, man, for just again coming to the training training podcast. Y'all see, man, we trying to we like we're, well, we're really taking this thing serious, man. We really yeah. want to go full yeah. throttle with this. Man. So, we're, we're in constant right. communication throughout the day, so we really we are taking this serious. Right. Like Sean, like, and I got it, and I got to give credit to my brother Sean. Like, he's the one that really pushed it, and and really like just, yo, we got we we like he pushed he pushed me. He definitely pushed me off the diving board. Like, wasn't even no, <laughs> I have no life jacket. I have no, you know, there's no lifeguard. I don't have the little donut thing. What is that called? The little donut thing that you can. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. None of that. You know what I'm saying. But it's been it's been awesome, man, and to have these type of moments and these type of experiences and being able to connect and talk to Penny, like people like Penny, people like Spence has been huge, man. So y'all just be on the lookout, man. We appreciate y'all love and support as always. And as my yeah. brother always says at the end of the podcast, stay prayed up, stay blessed out here. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. This thing is definitely going to blow up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more in store. Y'all be on the lookout. Trainer to trainer podcast.